You know, I got some advice a couple years ago from someone I really respect, you know, do things that scare you. And so that was my philosophy with this. And so if you surround yourself only with people who are conventional thinkers or think the same way, you've actually got a problem, right? I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I still haven't gotten a clear answer from them about how that relates to the previous technology. A lot of scientists have said to me, what am I missing here? Why That's tape of my friend Christina Farr from a few years back asking hard questions as a journalist about a startup called Theranos. Christina was a good reporter. Now, she's still around, perfectly healthy. I say was because Christina has moved from reporting to venture capital. And Chrissy, Chrissy is totally fine. We can keep things informal. Chrissy yeah. is terribly smart, but writing about an industry doesn't make you good at that industry. The writers at Road and Track magazine don't need to know how to build a car and probably can't. So I'm learning on the job right now. I'm learning essentially how to build a car, but um, the VC equivalent of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm only a few months into the, the job, but... You know, actually doing it, like you said, is very different than, you know, being sort of around people and chronicling their adventures in the industry. So I'm seeing kind of how the sausage gets made at this at this point. This week, what it takes to start a career as an investor. I called up Chrissy's boss. For whatever reason, in venture capital, hiring has historically been really cloaked in secrecy. Jabu Palaniapin is managing partner at Canada's Omer's Ventures, working out of London, England. He recently posted new openings looking for more people to join his team. I asked him to read what he posted. So I'd love for you to, to read from it, if you would. It starts, so what are we looking for? So what are we looking for? Simply put, we care more about what you can bring to the table than what you've done in your past. To succeed in these roles, you will, you will need to be a self-starter with grit and the ability to persevere to have both strong analytical skills and the ability to build networks from a standing start. And above all else, a demonstrable passion for helping founders build era-defining companies. You can be a founder, operator, consultant, lawyer, or none of the above. It doesn't matter if you've never worked at a VC firm. I think many of us as adults, and I realize that post is about more junior-level things, but still adults, are very uncomfortable going into a situation where we have learned one career and now we're learning a second and we're at that boardroom table and we hear a term that we don't know. 
you know, we col- we left college a long time ago. We left a career in in Chrissy's case, journalism, to go to a new thing, in which we're grownups. And we're in a situation where we are unfamiliar. It sounds as if you are not penalizing those employees for raising their hands and saying, wait a minute, EBITDA, never heard of the thing. The entire process is about learning. And it doesn't matter if you start that learning cycle at 22 or at 52. And and in our minds, um, the process of how you come together, how you formulate opinions, how you think, how that evolves is what's going to um is what's going to make you great. I think the other thing that's really interesting is we work in an industry where the entire premise is about finding something that is different, that is disruptive, that is new. People are talking about terminology and, and you're sitting there thinking, like, I've never even heard of this before. Christina Farr, formerly of CNBC, now at Omer's. But, you know, I got some advice a couple years ago from someone I really respect that, you know, do things that scare you. And so that was my philosophy with this. Is it? Is it? There's things about it that I will find very familiar, and there's things about it that will be new. And if it scares me, that means I'm doing the right thing. And so, if you surround yourself only with people with who, who are conventional thinkers or think the same way, you've actually got a problem, right? The best investments, the best returns, the best historical exits have all been quote non-consensus. We spend a lot of time, Scott, as journalists asking questions and figuring out kind of how do we get to the right answer? You know, what are some of the best companies? And we also pick winners because, you know, imagine you're covering, say, the social media beat. Um, You want to be the person that is the one that pays attention to Jack Dorsey before everyone else knows who Jack Dorsey is. And the reason for that is because when Twitter becomes this big successful company and has its IPO, Jack Dorsey will still pick up the phone when, when you call because you paid attention to him when no one, when no one else would. And I think venture is very similar. We're also picking winners. So I'm trying to sort of ap- apply the same questioning and research skills to this new role that I, I really learned over my decade or so in in the journalism field. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. So you actually want people who are different, who challenge you, who push and question. Jambu Pautlaniapan. A big part of, I think, what makes somebody successful is the ability to identify what those companies that are going to be world changing are and build relationships with founders to help support those companies through growth. So um, I think that the the reality of, of, I think, venture capital is that you have to be very good at a lot of different things, right? And 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 so that sort of broad 
uh, generalist view, but but having a high degree of depth in you know uh, financial literacy, in uh, how to be a great listener and coach, in how to think about um, you know M and A and how to support companies through inorganic growth, how to think about really challenging uh, people topics, always being a salesperson for your companies. Um, that that's a pretty diverse skill set as well, and so people have to have the kind of willingness to, to learn that. I think it's a credit to you as a boss and, and the organization that if you and I were to both create venture capital firms from scratch, my first temptation might be to go to Wall Street and say, all right, show me everyone who went to Harvard Business School in this investment bank. Come with me. We're going to form a venture capital firm. While you're saying, yeah, a few of those people doesn't hurt to have them, but that a more diverse and, and interesting, I'm going to use that word, interesting workforce may put you ahead of my firm. And I think the reason is ultimately your customer here is the founders, right? And so let's, let's use, um, you know, the example of most founders didn't go to Harvard Business School, right? And most founders didn't have that experience. Most founders, um, aren't necessarily looking for people who did, right? And so the idea of how can you build a team that, that relates to this broad group of people that you're uh, working with is a really important point. I think the other trend, right? And, and I think we all see the importance of increasing the diversity of the startup, um, the startups that we support and the types of founders that we support is if your team comes from uh, different backgrounds, regions, cultures, then your portfolio is going to as well. And, and we know that there's so much, you know, unearthed opportunity there, um, as well. So, so I think it is, it is a kind of virtuous circle. Sketch out a path for venture capital for those who are interested, who are listening to this and, and say, you know what, I, this is something I would like to look into. What are the first sort of steps they should be taking, regardless of what their current career is? What should they be studying up on or what should they know about? Or what is the first step that, that gets them down that path? Yeah, I think the first thing to really acknowledge, and it's just the reality of the situation, is there are not that many seats, right? Just in terms of absolute numbers, there are not that many seats. So a search for a venture capital job is not a three-month exercise. In, in many cases, it's a three-year exercise, right? So I think people should just be realistic about the time horizon that you know it may take. That doesn't mean they should be any um, less interested in it, but I think it's just important to acknowledge that. I think the second area is... Um, Beyond just relationships and networking and outreach, I think one of the ways to stand out is to provide value. And so even if you're not a full-time VC, even if you're working in uh, sales or product management or uh, something else, there are ways to communicate and share value. That may mean writing a medium post about the most interesting startups in a particular sector that you have an interest in putting that up and maybe sharing that with the venture capital firms that have uh, interest in that space. Becoming uh, 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 an angel investor is another way that a lot of folks get into it with small personal investments in um, in in early stage startups to get a feel for uh, you know what that can look like. Now, not everybody has the ability to to do that, so. Um, I think the idea of becoming an expert is probably the one that I've seen translate to a network and that network then translates to, hey, you know what, we've got an open role. We should talk to that person who's an expert on 
uh, you know, AI because we're going to be making a lot of AI investments. So, so that's, that's sort of the short version of, of I think the, the way, um, I've seen most people successfully, you know, break in. Those are my questions for you, but is there something you'd like to touch on? No, listen, I think, I think there is a great myth that, um, VCs are, you know, this, uh, group of people that are great pickers, right? But I actually think in many ways, the picking of companies is not the hardest part of the job. I think the hardest part of the job is figuring out how you want to approach and build relationships with founders to earn their trust so that your long-term horizon, right? You think about the life cycle of a company or a venture capital fund, the 5, 10, 20-year horizon is strong enough so that the next time around, founders come and say, listen, this person was there with me, not just through the glory days and the bell ringings and the IPOs, but through the really tough, really hard times, right? I think startups are unglamorous. A lot of people know that. I certainly know that from my time um, at Uber and Uber Eats. But um, the, the the support that I think um, VCs can provide is the most important part of the job. Um, and, and, you know, we're really grateful to, um, to, to have a team that, that really believes in it. Excellent. Jabu, I appreciate your time. Thank you ever so Thanks, much. Thanks, Scott. I got I to say, I, I grew up in the Bay Area, so I grew up watching you on TV. So All right. a, when I got your email, this is kind of a big deal for me, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> That's awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks ever so much. No problem. Jambu Pandlaniapan, Managing Partner at Omers, along with Christina Farr, the newest investor at Omers. Sandhill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.